want. If this man were a prophet, he would know who and what sort of person this woman is who is touching him. He would know that she is a sinner. Refer to verse 39. Jesus did know what sort of woman she was, and he also knew what the Pharisee was thinking, supposedly to himself. Simon, I have something to say to you. And he, Simon, replied, Say it, teacher. Verse 40. What follows in Luke's narrative is another embarrassing moment for those who don't know the real Jesus or his message of forgiveness and reconciliation. Jesus would have dined with either the Pharisee or the sinner because he embraces all who come to him. Yet this grateful woman showed more love than Simon, because she was more aware of her need to be forgiven. It is precisely in Christ's forgiveness that we all stand on equal ground. Getting to Know the All-Inclusive Jesus Unlike the rest of the fallen inhabitants of this world, Jesus, at his birth in Bethlehem, was both physically and spiritually alive— He was fully God and fully human. Tracing the bloodline of Jesus back to Abraham, Matthew reveals Jesus as the messianic king who sits on the throne of David. Jesus shared the same physical heritage of all Semitic people, including Arabs and Jews. Luke goes even further when he traces the lineage of Jesus all the way back to Adam and declares Jesus to be the son of Adam and the Son of God. Luke chapter 3 verse 38. We are all descendants of Adam and Eve, and we all share a common humanity. There is no human race superior to another, and we all stand in need of redemption. Our current social standing carries no weight in heaven. When Jesus became our kinsman redeemer, refer to the book of Ruth, It was for all the people of the world, because Jesus was everyone's physical kin. This all-inclusive message is reflected in the nature of God. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whoever believes in Him should not perish, but have eternal life. John chapter 3 verse 16 Joseph Ratzinger, in his first book as Pope Benedict XVI, comments, The Apostles' Creed speaks of Jesus' descent into hell. This descent not only took place in and after his death, but accompanies him along his entire journey. He must recapitulate the whole of history from its beginning, from Adam on, He must go through, suffer through, the whole of it in order to transform it. The letter of Hebrews is particularly eloquent in stressing that Jesus' mission, the solidarity with all of us that He manifested beforehand in His baptism, includes exposure to the risks and perils of human existence. Therefore He had to be made like His brethren in all things, so that he might become a merciful and faithful high priest in things pertaining to God, to make propitiation for sins of the people. For since he himself was tempted in that which he has suffered, he is able to come to the aid of those who are tempted. Hebrews chapter 2 verses 17 through 18.
Jesus spent his entire life in Palestine, which is considered the crossroads between the East and the West, and which was more culturally Asian and African than European. Most of his ministry was spent not in Jerusalem, the center of Judaism, but in Galilee, where the Jews made up less than a third of the population. The rest of those who called Galilee home were Assyrians, Syrians, Babylonians, Persians, Macedonians, Egyptians, and Romans. The place where Jesus was raised was so culturally and ethnically diverse that Nathanael said, Nazareth, can anything good come from there? Come and see, said Philip. John chapter 1 verse 46. Like Philip, I invite you to take another look at this man for all seasons and for all people. When traveling to Jerusalem,